We, um, many of you know that I work for an organization called the Pittsburgh Project. Uh, this Pittsburgh Project was essentially we would do home repair for those who couldn't um, afford to do home repair. So we would, uh, it was essentially a summer camp. That's the best way I can describe it. Uh, Ten weeks, kids from all over the country would come, uh, and the council, camp counselors uh, were uh, college students, and also we would have others who knew a little thing or two about home repair that they would go with these individuals and they would do that. And you know, in, from time to time, we would have a um, good time with some of the kids who grew up on PlayStation. You all know what PlayStation is? Yes, all right. So um, like in, we would send the kids out uh, into the warehouse saying, hey, I need a left-handed hammer. Can you go get it? And this kid like went 45 minutes. Like every hammer he picked up was right-handed. He just couldn't find that left-handed hammer. So anyway, uh, there is no such thing as a left-handed hammer, just in case you all are wondering. All right, so thank you. All right, so we would kind of like play with this and all that, but the off-season, uh, we would also um, host uh, uh, for a service experience for college students. Uh, and uh, this year, uh, we had started, the Pittsburgh Project had started um, inviting families. We kind of felt like families need to kind of serve together as well so that they can kind of learn and see what it means for us to be uh, in service um, in care for those who are in need. It was this one family weekend. There was college students and one family that was there. There was a 10-year-old boy um, and he couldn't do really much. Uh, and you know, he was kind of like, you know, he wanted to be very helpful, but there was not really a job for him. It was a a gloomy day, so you couldn't even go outside and do some yard work. So uh, one of my buddies, I didn't witness this happening, but I was, I was there that weekend. Uh, one of my buddies um, uh, told this kid, he's like, hey, can you go into my truck and get me a pew bender? You know, like, you know, here's a piece of wood. I'm trying to bend this. You know, it's called a pew bender. You put it in this machine and it bends the wood for you. And this girl who was right next to him, she shot up and said, oh, I can help him with that. And just an FYI, there is no such thing as a pew bender, okay? <laughs> all right, this is wood, wood cannot be bent. You try to bend it, it'll break, all right? Don't think, oh, such a generous girl. Like, you know, no, there is no such thing as a pew bender. So anyway, so this girl jumps up to help this guy. You know, she jumps up. And that was not the bad part. And here comes the worst part. She goes on to say, I can figure this out. I'm getting my PhD in economics. <laughs> and she was out there with this 10-year-old boy for two hours <laughs> in the truck trying to figure out how to bend this wood. <laughs> oh my gosh, we had so much fun. Oh, uh, thank God uh, she has a heart to serve. Uh, and I hope she never picks up another hammer in her life. So anyway. Right? We all have certain things. Certain things come instinctively to us. And for this young lady, she wanted to help that boy. She didn't want that young boy to be by himself. I'm sure she was bored uh, doing whatever she was doing at that moment. And she wanted to go and help uh, that individual. So today, we're talking about our heart. What is it that gives us joy? What is it that instinctively provokes in us a response uh, to do something like this uh, happened to this young lady. Um, she wanted to help that boy, even though she was getting her PhD in economics, uh, right? Like, that's the first thing. That was her first instinct, is to go and help this boy. 
And so this morning, that's a question uh, that I want us to ask uh, as we are going through the sermon series called Shaped. Uh, and uh, the first uh, week, we looked at uh, scriptures that informed us and told us that each one of us is God's masterpiece, that we are created by God, that God looks at you and God is proud of the way God created you. And we looked at what that means uh, for us, for each and every individual, no matter how old, how young you are, uh, that each one of us is God's masterpiece. And last week, we looked at uh, the acronym SHAPED, S for spiritual gifts, and we, Pastor Cindy talked about that each one of us, each one of us, again, it doesn't matter how old, how young you are, each one of us is gifted each one of us. God has given a gift to you. Uh, and we are called to live out and serve out of those gifts. And today we're talking about heart, how God shaped our heart. The question that I would like to pose uh, to us uh, this morning is what gives you a smile? What gives your heart a smile? When you do something, I want you to think about that. Think about what gives you a smile. When you are in service of this, you you look back at that and say, oh, that was fun. I really enjoyed doing that. And what breaks your heart? And we're going to be looking at those two scriptures. The two scriptures that were read to us uh, this morning could not be different in terms of its context. One, uh, the the scripture that was read from Ecclesiastes chapter 3 was was talking about the different seasons each one of us goes through. That there is a time for war, there's a time for peace, there's a time to weep, and there's a time to be joyful, there's a time to be quiet, and there's a time to laugh and rejoice. And then later, um, the author of Ecclesiastes kind of says these words to us. I have seen the burden the Lord, the burden God has laid on the human race. He has made everything beautiful in its time. He has also set eternity in the human heart. Yet no one can fathom what God has done from the beginning to end. I know that there is nothing better for people than to be happy and to do good while they live. I know there is nothing better for people than to be happy and do good while they live. That each of them may eat and drink and find satisfaction in all their toil. And this, my friends, this feeling of happiness and satisfaction is a gift from God. These words are reminding us that each one of us, that God desires for us to have a smile on our face. God desires for each one of us to have that sense of satisfaction, that joy when we do something well, when we do our work that God has laid on our heart. That is what God is telling us. I love it. God, we say God is our parent, and God is saying, I love it when you are happy. Just like if you are a parent, if you are an aunt or an uncle, and you see a little one, and you see their smile when they do something, God is kind of looking at us the same way and saying, I love it. When you have a smile, when you have that sense that you are doing that which gives you joy. That is what God is saying in these words, that he wants us to have that smile on our face. 
And then the second scripture uh, that comes to us uh, comes to us from Colossians chapter 3. In Colossians chapter 3 uh, is, uh, is a scripture that we are not very proud of because as a church we have used these words written in, these word, uh, in this holy scripture uh, against one another. Especially in how uh, we have treated or viewed other slaves. Because this is what we read right before what we read in verse 23, what Pat read today. Right before that verse, this is what it says. Slaves, obey your earthly masters in everything and do it. And we've used this words against slaves, saying that slaves should never have their own way. Uh, and they should continue to be enslaved. But... What Paul is saying to us, I think it's to everybody, not just slaves, is what we read today. Whatever you do, whatever you do, this is for every single one of us. Whatever you do, work with all your heart as working for the Lord and not for human masters. Since you know that you will receive an inheritance from the Lord as a reward, and it is the Lord Christ, who you are serving. Here, Paul is asking us that we do everything that we do, that we do it as if we are doing it unto God. That we are serving our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, in all that we do. And that should give us a smile. Because then when we start doing that, we live into the purpose that God created each one of us. That we would accomplish something and we would have a smile on our face. So friends, what gives you that joy? What is it that you do that gives you a smile on your face and say, I loved doing that? And the second question that I want to ask us this morning is what breaks your heart? I know some of us are waking up this morning uh, that are heartbroken. I know my daughter is uh, because you all know why? That's when you say what? What? All right, all right, right. The Phillies, they're not in the playoffs. How many of you knew about this? All right, a good, good number of people, right? We're all heartbroken, right? The Phillies are not, I'm not talking about that. I'm not talking about what breaks your heart. It's not talking about the Phillies or something else that's happening in the world. But I'm talking about what breaks your heart when you see in the world that does not reflect the kingdom of God, that does not reflect the values that God has set forth in our hearts is it a child that you see who is in need of care maybe god maybe you look at the foster care system and maybe that breaks your heart you know kids shuttling from home to home maybe you see something in the news and that breaks your heart maybe when you think about older adults kind of being by themselves and you think, oh, I must be really lonely. Maybe that's what's breaking your heart. Maybe you look around and you look at everything else that's happening in the world and you think, oh my gosh, teenagers are going through so much challenges. I wonder if they have adults who are loving them and showing them unconditional love. That it's going to be okay. Middle school is awkward and it's going to be okay. What breaks your heart? What breaks your heart today? What is a need that you see in the world? And you go, oh, we can do better.
because I think God might just be calling you to do something about it. Because here is something that I wanted to share with you uh, that, that broke Jesus' heart. Uh, we read this uh, in John eleven thirty five. John eleven thirty five. There's a simple verse. It's the shortest verse in the Bible. It, we read Jesus wept. Jesus wept. The context for this is that his dear friends that he had, Mary and Martha, they lost their brother Lazarus. And they were grieving the loss of their brother and they were weeping and they were crying. And Jesus joins in their grief and Jesus weeps with them. Jesus wept with them in their time of need. Friends, what breaks your heart today? What is it that is happening in your life that's breaking your heart? What is the need that you see? Because God just might be calling you to do something about it. God just might be calling you to do something about it. Is it food insecurity in our community? What is it that you look around and just say, oh, that breaks my heart. Maybe God is calling you to do something about it. I want to end um, this morning's sermon with this story that I heard. Uh, we are part of a United Methodist uh, denomination, and we have a leader who kind of provides leadership for the entire um, conference. Uh, we are part of the Eastern Pennsylvania Conference, and his um, and our leader, uh, we call him Bishop. Uh, his name is Bishop John Shaw, uh, and, uh, and he um, is, in, is our new bishop. He started last month uh, in our conference providing leadership for us. And he tells a story, he told a story uh, about Tom uh, in uh, once he started, talk, started talking about Tom and Peggy, and he was a pastor at Westchester United Methodist Church, and this happened while he was uh, serving. Tom ha um, was the tre treasurer for the trustees, uh, and he was the treasurer uh, for the trustees, and he had been doing this for over 20 years. Tom served faithfully. Uh, he was really good with numbers, and he, he was good at what he did. And Bishop Scholl, um, at that time while he was serving there, he wanted to create a new style of leadership where each leader rotated out of what they were doing to explore and serve in a different area every three years. And this was the first time this church had ever heard about this rotational leadership model that is uh, part of our polity uh, that guides us and things like that. So. Um, so Bishop Scholl went to Tom and said, hey, Tom, like, I really would like you to, you know, find a new place. Like, what is God calling you to? I know you've been doing treasure for 20 years. Like, you know, you should think about doing something else. And this was the, the conversation that was privy to everybody. But I heard the backstory of this because Tom's um, son is Steve Morton, and he's a good mentor and friend of mine. And uh, and I'm sure this never happens in any church. It just, ha just happened at this church. Uh, where Tom went to Steve and said, I can't believe this pastor is telling me to step down from being a treasurer. I've been doing this for 20 years, and I'm going to do it for another 20. How dare he tell me? Like, remember those conversations you have behind the pastor? Not in this church, some other churches, right? So all this took place, and, you know, finally Tom agreed. And Bishop Scholl was kind of talking about what we're talking about. Go, what breaks your heart? Where is God calling you to serve? And Tom had heard that over and over again, and he did step, step away from being um, the treasurer for the trustees. 
And then Bishop Schultz shares a story that one day he had to deliver food for the Salvation Army um, that was in the, uh, in the borough of Westchester. So he went there really early, knocked on the door. No one was there, and he thought he was the first guy there. And he bangs on the door a little bit more, and he knew that there was a homeless shelter that was associated with uh, the Salvation Army as well. And finally, someone opens the door, and here is Tom who opened the door. And, he, and Bishop Scholl was like, Tom, what are you doing here? He said, you told me to do things that break my heart, that give me joy. He said, I want to serve in the Salvation Army. And that's what he started doing. That gave him a smile. That gave him satisfaction. That gave him joy to go there every day and serve at the Salvation Army because he saw a need. And Tom wanted to do something about it. Friends, this morning, what breaks your heart? What is it in the world that you're seeing and saying, Ooh, I wish it could be better. Maybe God is calling you to serve in that capacity. Let us pray. God, we come before your presence with thanksgiving for this day. We ask that you would continue to be with us, that your spirit would lead us to what breaks our hearts and what gives us joy. We ask these things in your name. Amen.